Hi there, and welcome to another broadcast of Faith Life with Pastor Earl and friends. We trust that as you listen to God's Word and you learn from the Word of God and we get this time of fellowship each broadcast that we truly become forever friends of the faith. Faith in no other but the Lord Jesus Christ who loves us and lay down his life for us. We're doing a teaching through a lot of the book of the Revelation of Jesus Christ. We have taken these two broadcasts though, our last one and this one, and we're teaching you how to pray. It's called the Disciples' Prayer or the Lord's Prayer. And we just love being able to share that with you. Our sponsor for this particular broadcast is A Platinum Plus Limousines. A Platinum Plus Limousines. And that is brought to you by Mike Green is the owner. He is a veteran and he's a believer. And if you have a special event coming up and you want to be treated with utmost dignity and respect, Mike is your man. Call him at 410-796-7433. Well, again, we're delighted to share part two with you of the teaching of the Disciples' Prayer found in Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 to 13. Matthew 6, 9 to 13. In our last broadcast, we shared with you the beginning portion, and the beginning portion was, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And we shared with you that the first part, this is a pattern for prayer. You may pray it as a prayer in and of itself, but Jesus intended for us to have this as a pattern for prayer, an outline for prayer. And so we began by sharing with you our Father, paternity. Spend the first few moments of prayer telling God you love him. Tell him you're glad that he is your father and you are his child. What a joy it is to be a child of God. I love that song where it shouts in the middle of it, I am a child of God. We glory not in ourselves, but we glory in our God. We glory not in our person, but our position in Jesus Christ. Have you repented of your sin and received Christ as your savior? Then you have become a child of God. And we shared with you the next portion of the prayer is, Hallowed be thy name. And we took the compound names for God and we matched them with our particular need. I'll run through them briefly, but I'd really like you to look at our previous broadcast 
and learn these compound names for God. You have Jehovah Jireh, Jehovah Yireh. He is your provider. He is our Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. So if you have a need, God is your provider. That's a beautiful, beautiful thought. Secondly, he is your healer, Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. And so he is our great physician. Are you sick in body? Do you have some disease trying to take you over? The best we can do is call on the name of the Lord, who is the God who heals. Next, he is our powerful shepherd from Psalm 23, Jehovah Rohi. So as we're praying through this portion, hallowed be thy name, we take the compound name for God and the characteristic and we match it with our need. For instance, if you were to be praying this prayer right now, you could say, Lord, you have revealed yourself as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. And I ask you to heal myself. I ask you to heal my mate or my children or my friends or whoever you want to pray for. Then he is also manifest as Jehovah Sidkenu and Mekedesh. Jehovah Mekedesh, he is the Lord who purifies. Remember, Jehovah means he's the self-existent one. Also, he's Jehovah Nisi, our protector. Do you feel under fire? Do you feel under attack? In Genesis 15, he is not only our provider, our exceeding great reward, but he is our protector. He says, I am your shield, a shield to protect us. He is telling us in Ephesians, take the shield of faith wherewith we can quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one. He's Jehovah Ra, he's providential, and he will care for our needs. And sometimes we don't even have to ask. He just sees your need and he wants to take care of you. What a great God we have. There are more, but I'd like you to listen to our previous broadcast and you can learn them there. So we start with, Hallowed Be Thy Name. Then we get to the next part of the outline, Thy Kingdom Come. And what I like to do, a book that I read many years ago, said, pray it like this. Imagine your life like a target, and you pray, Lord, as you say, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. You say, Lord, I want you to reign in my heart, R-E-I-G-N, begin with yourself. I want you to reign in my home and name all the family members and loved ones. And they, they may be one is or more, it's still 
away from God, but you're praying that in faith, that individual will one day allow Jesus to reign in his heart. That is your prayer. That is your desire. I am thankful that I have four daughters and all of them are believers. And I believe part of that is the fact that we have prayed for them and we prayed that Jesus would reign in each one of their hearts. So I'd like you to do the same. Thy kingdom come, reign in our heart like a target. Reign in our home, reign in our house of worship. Do you pray for your church? Do you pray that Jesus would reign there? That no one should glory in his presence? that it wouldn't be all a man-centered worship, but it would be God-centered worship, and that your church would exalt Jesus Christ as King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I will not go to a church that does not raise Jesus up and lift him up high. I'm not concerned about the denomination or where the pastor went to school or anything like that, I am concerned when somebody is leading worship or teaching the word that Jesus Christ is the one who is exalted. So thy kingdom come is Lord reign in my heart, my home, my house of worship, and also Lord reign in the harvest field. The Lord said the harvest is plenteous, but the labors are few. So let's do our part to reach those that are without Jesus Christ. Next we go to thy will be done. Jesus prayed that prayer himself. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Do you really want to, as you walk through this life, do the will of God, whatever he asks you to do, whatever he desires that you do, you will not be fully content and fully happy unless you are doing what God has called you to do. Yes, these are difficult days. Yes, they are trying days but the most secure place for you and that place of supply is to be in the will of God. I've been reading a book or actually listening to it on Audible about the life of Elijah and wherever he went, he was such a man of faith that God would command the ravens to feed him. He would command his loving kindness on him. He would command a widow woman to take care of his needs. Our faith is not in our jobs, our intellect, or our skills. Our faith should be in none other than God himself. Again, he's our Alpha and Omega the beginning, the end, the first and the last, the Alpha and Omega, the first and last letters of the Greek alphabet. And there we find he is 
all you need. Isn't that a beautiful concept? I think so. So thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I believe that God has a blueprint for our lives, things that he wants us to do, things he wants us to accomplish. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Many times our life is such a mess because we're out of alignment with God. But if only we would pray daily, Lord, I want to be in your will. And a lot of people think it's some mysterious thing where that that all your life you pursue, you say, Lord, where is your will for my life? What do you want me to do? When I think that if you just do this on a day-to-day basis, ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? What will you have me to do? Not my will, but thine be done. I believe that you will find it. So we've gone from hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, reign in my heart, my home, my house of worship and the harvest. And then thy will be done. We're praying that as the priority of our life every day. If you pray this every day, the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into what I believe will be the perfect will of God for your life. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Then, in these times of tough economy, people losing their jobs, people have bank accounts disappearing, people's stock market is going um, just dissipating the value of homes, Our security must be in the Lord. Our supply must be in the Lord. And it's not, Lord, give me my daily bread for next month or next year. Just ask him for daily bread. Did he take care of you today? Then you pray that tomorrow and he will take care of you tomorrow. Our provision is found in this powerful prayer where we say, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Next, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And what I like to do here is I feel that every day we should repent of the sins that come to our mind that the Holy Spirit brings to our attention We repent of those things on a daily basis, not for our relationship with God, but for fellowship with God. You're already a child of God if you've received Christ, but you need to walk in fellowship with him, and sin will break our communion and our partnership that we have so beautifully with God our fellowship, not our relationship. And so here we see this is such a beautiful prayer. Give us this day our daily bread. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. 
So we repent. And then it says, as we forgive our debtors, we need to release those that maybe have done us wrong, release those that we think wrong things about, and let them go, and you'll find great freedom there. If you do not do that, Matthew 18 says that you will be delivered to the tormentors. I do not think this is a reference to hell. I think it's that you open the door for the demonic spirits to attack your mind, your life, and your body via unforgiveness. So let's daily say, Lord, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors, repenting and releasing on a daily basis and keeping ourselves clean before the Lord. Give us our debts as we forgive our debtors, and then we pray a prayer of protection. Lead us not into temptation. Here it's not the word for trials, but the temptation to fulfill the cravings of our flesh, to do sinful things. We're asking the Lord, Lord, protect me from those things. Deliver me from those things. Deliver us from evil. And actually, that's the idea of the evil one who is Satan. Deliver us from the evil one. And then we end the prayer. See this whole pattern? Are you following with me? Then if you're not sure, then listen to both broadcasts. For we always close with praise where it tells us, For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Never forget to give him praise. Thank you so much for listening today. Listen to these special two broadcasts on the Lord's Prayer, or many call it the Disciples' Prayer. This is your friend, Pastor Earl, for Faith Life with Pastor Earl and Friends. If you would like to contact us, communicate with me. You can let me know of your prayer needs. Maybe you want to underwrite this ministry. Then call my number and text me. That's the way you can reach me, not by voice, but by text. And text me at 386-795-8494, 386-795-8494, or by email at charisman, C-H-A-R-I-S-M-A-N, 1234, at gmail.com. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. I love you.